I'm Fred Emmings, and you're listening to The Sound of the Loons. morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when this finds you, hopefully alone. Welcome to the Sound of the Loons podcast. I'm Steve McPherson, and I am joined from a distance of at least at least six feet by Callum Williams. Cal, who's actually joining me on the phone. Uh, how's it going, man? Um, it's going okay. Um, I think like the majority of the world right now is just trying to figure out what to do. Um, you know, working from home has its own challenges, and um, I know these are uh, unique challenges to just about everybody, but, um, you know, it, it's just such a strange time at the moment, isn't it? And I know safety is of the utmost importance and, and health at this time, but it's it's just such a bizarre situation that I don't think anybody was really prepared for. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to find the right words to describe what we're sort of going through right now, Steve, which is a bit crap for a commentator, isn't it? But it's... Um, <laughs> You know, it, it, it's just utterly bizarre, and, and I just hope that this thing sorts itself out, um, and, and people are, are safe and healthy, and, and we get through this uh, unscathed, and, and we can resume normality sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that I mean, unprecedented is thrown around a lot with regards to it, and I think that really that really covers it. Though um, it, it's just it's a very bizarre situation. It's uh, you know, some people have, have, have likened, uh, you know, some of the, the feel to a sort of post nine 11 time, I think, which I remember very distinctly. Um, that was though a very sort of quick, uh, a moment and then dealing with the repercussions of it. This is sort of something that we're watching happen kind of slowly and trying to figure all of that stuff out. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that the best thing right now is, you know, we're all in this, uh, uh, you know, sort of together with regards to how we're obviously we're not together right now, but <laughs> with other people, but, uh, you know, I think everybody's, everybody's trying to work it out. And I think if, as long as we're patient and understanding, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's gotta be what we do. Let's, let's start with, uh, some basic health tips from the CDC as I feel like we should, uh, just to reiterate, uh, I can't believe that anybody out there hasn't heard this stuff a million times already, but it can't be heard enough. Maybe there's some new element of it that you haven't thought about as much, but, uh, let's go over some stuff as much as possible. Stay away from other people. The kids call it social distancing, but basically it means stay at home as much as possible. And when out, stay six feet away from other people. You can wave. We've had some, some people come by our house across the street. We have neighborhood friends. We've talked across the street to them, uh, which is kind of weird, but not altogether unpleasant. Um, you know, so wave, talk from a distance, just avoid intimate physical connection, which should be old hat for Midwesterners, honestly. Like, I think that's how we've always been here. Um, wash your hands a lot for at least 20 seconds with soap and hot water, especially after you've been in public, um, if you must go out in public. And whenever you sneeze or cough or blow your nose, if you can't wash your hands, at least use a hand sanitizer that's at least 60% alcohol. Uh, you can have COVID-19 for up to two weeks without showing symptoms. And even when you do, the symptoms might not necessarily be that bad, especially if you're a younger person. So, uh, so just stay away. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands, uh, which is a challenge uh, for me, for anybody who nervously fiddles with anything. Uh, I, I am that person. If you're sick, 
Stay home. Don't go anywhere. Uh, and disinfect, disinfect frequently touched surfaces regularly. Uh, I am, we're doing our best here to do all of that in our house. Um, you know, we're not having people over, but it can't hurt to just get into the habit of this. Some of this is honestly stuff that to a certain extent, I think we should probably be observing more in the day to day. Don't you think Cal? Yeah, it's, um, as I say, I think, um, one thing that this has, has certainly taught me throughout this entire process is just that um, we just need to be a bit cleaner, don't we, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, as a human race. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't think I've, I've washed my hands as much as I have over the, the course of the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, it, it, I think, as you say, Steve, it just comes down to, to being sensible. Look, I mean, I, 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 you know, we aren't doctors. We're not going to... Um, tell anybody really what to do um, outside the, the guidelines, really, I guess. But, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's just a very bizarre time. And, and, and like I said, I, I just uh, I just hope that everybody is, is, is good. Um, and uh, just, just be good to each other. Just be kind to each other. I, I mean, I, I don't know what, what we're going on with this podcast, Steve, but I, I, um, a quick story for you. I, I was in the, the line. Um, a long line getting into Costco uh, on Tuesday morning. Um, the missus and I sort of thought to ourselves, like, well, we, we had better just get a few things. Um, we, we were running light anyway. We'd been for a, a big shop several weeks prior to this. So we kind of thought, right, well, we, we'd better just stock up on a few things. And, um, you know, there, there was a, a, a god-awfully long line um, and, and a, another line inside the store for the toilet paper, the obsession with toilet paper during this whole thing is uh, is near comical, mm-hmm. um, and um, there were there were people legitimately arguing in, in the, the the toilet roll line about where they were and, and and what space they were in and and you know who was going to get toilet paper first and all this kind of stuff and I just thought for goodness sake you know we're, we're adults here aren't we you know how 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 has it come to this like you know there's there's plenty of, of um, for, for everybody, as long as everybody's taking their fair share, um, and, and it was really disappointing to see, you know, um, the sort of unpleasant side of humanity, if you will. And, and I just thought it was was again, I, I've used the word bizarre mm-hmm. several times already because it, this whole situation seems to have brought that out in people. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. As I said at the moment, um, what what to, to really say? Uh, all, all we can say is that. Uh, what you just said there, Stephen, and follow the guidelines, and um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll come out on the other side on today. Yeah, I've uh, you know it's it, it's a little it can be a little tense, a little fraught out there. I went out yesterday, sort of for the first time, to go around and get. I had to pick up some uh, schoolwork for my oldest daughter, uh, whose school has been uh, you know postponed for some amount of time. So uh, went out to pick up some schoolwork, went out to get some groceries, you know, run some errands and things like that. And it's, you know, it's a little, you're trying to figure out, you're trying to stay away from people, but it just gives you that feeling of, you know, what is going on. I think that the, the, the grocery stores, uh, are a little picked over right now from all that I've read. It's not, it's not like there's a food shortage. It's just that everybody ran in and took a lot of stuff and bought it. And now they're just trying to get the supply lines, you know, to get stuff filled up again, but it's not like the supply lines have problems or anything like that. So, you know, I, I couldn't find carrots one place. I went to my co-op, they had carrots. It was great. And then, uh, last night we decided to order takeout from, uh, Brasa, which is one of my family's favorites. The kids uh, will eat a lot of that stuff, which is good. So, um, and they're doing they're you know, there's like every restaurant, there's no in 
in restaurant dining right now, but they're still doing takeout. And so I, I ordered it and then I could do curbside pickup where I just pulled up and they came out, you know, I gave them, I gave them a nice tip and they were really appreciative of it. And it's sort of, it was sort of a nice moment of like, you know, we're, tr- <laughs> we're trying to still patronize businesses to the extent that we can. Um, I've heard people talking mm-hmm. about buying, buying gift cards for restaurants. You know, you can do that online a lot of times, uh, for local businesses. I think that, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of Minnesota United fans, I bet are, are big fans of, of small local business. You know, it's one of the reasons that people support soccer. It's not the most mainstream sport. Minnesota United was not the most mainstream team for a long time. Um, and I think a lot of those people appreciate things like craft breweries and places like that. So whatever you can do to support those places, uh, either through takeout, um, you know, through delivery, through buying stuff online, uh, you know, that's, it's good to do. It's not, it doesn't have to be huge, but it's, it's a good thing to do for those places, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know uh, we'll, we'll be doing the same at some stage. This month, my, my uh, wife has a, uh, uh, I would argue, a, a borderline obsession with, with Thai food and Asian cuisine, if you will. So I think we'll be, uh, but we'll be taking recommendations uh, if anybody's uh, willing um, and able. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, we, we certainly plan on, on doing that. Uh, yeah, you know, may, maybe once or twice this week. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how we feel. Yeah. So uh, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, uh, which usually mm. is is a day for for revelry and and joining in with your common man. I expect that that was not how it went for you. I expect usually you might be someone who would go to the bar on St. Patrick's Day. But um, how how was your St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> well, first of all, well, why would you have that idea? I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was perhaps the most subdued Paddy's Day uh, I've, I've ever experienced. And also, whilst I have this opportunity, I, I will say, the one thing that drives me crazy, and I've only really seen it in this country, is people calling St. Paddy's Day St. Patty's Day. Yeah, It's not the right way to say it. And, and, and I won't go into the details, but, but right. just, you know, it, it takes 60 seconds to go and have a look at how, how to say it. You know, it's... Um, it, it was very frustrating. Anyway, I won't go down that road. Um, <laughs> St. Paddy's Day, um, I, I guess one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this sort of stuff, Steve, is because is St. Paddy's Day is um, St. Paddy's Day is a big one. It's a big day in my family. Um, my, uh, I, I'm not so little morbid and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but my uh, my grandfather um, passed away ten years ago on St. Patrick's Day. Um, He's from uh, the northern region of the Republic of Ireland uh, called Donegal. And um, uh, it, it, it's right, uh, not, not on the border, but it's very close to Northern Ireland. But, but anyway, um, uh, it was sort of, um, my, my grandparents sort of raised me growing up. My mom and dad were running a, a very successful graphics design business at the time. Um, and so my my grandmother and grandfather essentially raised me growing up and I had a very Irish upbringing. I was born in, in England, but I was essentially raised Irish. Um, and I was having this conversation with, with Ian Fuller um, last week, the assistant manager of Minnesota United, of course, and he couldn't quite understand what, why I was as staunchly Irish as I um, as I seem to be. So explaining to him, as I just said to you, you know, I was I was born in Britain. I was, um, you know, obviously I was physically um, brought up in Britain, but I was I was raised as as, as a, an Irish individual, and um, that wasn't through. Um, you know, force or anything. It, the, the, my grandparents certainly didn't force that upon me. It was just something that um, I later realised was just what it was, and, and, and I had a very Irish upbringing. Um, and 
you know, my, my family is very Irish and, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a big one, as I said, because not only because of the heritage of the family, but, but also because, as I mentioned, my grandfather died on, on Paddy's Day. Um, but also then, um, several years later, I actually met my wife on Paddy's Day as well. Oh, nice. So um, it, it, it's a big one because I'm, I'm convinced that my grandfather actually sent me my wife on Paddy's <laughs> Day, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, it was literally only only two years after I, I'd, I'd moved across to the states and, and, and met her and everything. And um, so yeah, Paddy's Day is a big one, and, and, and usually it, it does involve me um, having a, a right old go at it and having a good time and um, you know uh, letting loose a little bit, if you will, you know, and, and having some good fun with, with friends and family. And um, you know, yeah, it was, it was perhaps the most subdued Paddy's Day I've ever had yesterday, but it was still nice. You know, the missus and I hung out and we, we had a lot of fun and. We actually um, we ended up FaceTiming with um, with some some family down in Kansas City for, for several hours and nice. uh, had a couple of beverages over over conversations on on FaceTime and whatnot and um, yeah it was still nice it was still nice but but again uh, as I keep using the word still very bizarre you know <laughs> it's just not what I'm I'm used to particularly on on St Patrick's Day but um, no either way we had a lot of fun Steve how was your Patrick's Day? I was good. I, um, my wife, uh, my wife's family is very Irish. You know, when you're talking about sort of being brought up Irish, I mean, I think that's, that's the thing that a lot of Americans can identify with that, you know, I, obviously they weren't born in Ireland, but her family is extremely Irish. And so, uh, so it's big for her. Um, I think that, you know, we couldn't do necessarily, we, you know, we're, we have kids at this point, we're not really going out and tying one on or anything like that, but we do try to do stuff with the kids and they put up a uh, sham, they they drew shamrocks, they put them on the window, um, and we walked around the neighborhood to look for, I guess other people were doing this and putting up shamrocks, so we looked for some other shamrocks. Um, we, I made Irish soda bread, uh, which I've never done before. Um, so it's actually, it's, I, I made it today. Uh, we, we looked up the recipe yesterday and we didn't have time to do it. So t- I did it today. Um, and it's, it's cooling on a cooling rack right now. I don't really know how it's going to be, but I made it with my <laughs> oldest, uh, which is fun. I don't make a lot of bread, so, uh, we'll see. And then I got <laughs> some, I got some red breast, uh, Irish whiskey, uh, which I've not had for, ah. for quite a while, but it's one of my absolute favorites. So, uh, I'll be joining that. I will be enjoying that a little later on today. Um, but yeah, it was good. And the, the FaceTiming is good too. We've been doing a, a good amount of that with, um, with friends, you know, my, my, my dad and his wife are down in Florida. Uh, we FaceTimed with them. Um, with, you know, my, my kids have been FaceTiming with friends. My oldest had a piano lesson, uh, you know, with, uh, she does group piano lessons and she had the other kids all called in and they did like a Google, Google hangout with the teacher. And, uh, and that was really, that was really fun. So, you know, it's good to, you know, like, I, I, I don't want to say like, silver lining. It's not like these are good things. This is overall, it's it's tough, but it's like, you know, you you try to make the best you can of it. And there's little moments that you're like, okay, this is, it's it's just making me pay attention to some things that probably I should pay attention to all the time. Um, so what do you, what, you know, we're working on some stuff for the website, uh, for Minnesota United, obviously without, um, games, the, the, the sort of the, the content sort of dries up a little bit, but we're trying to get creative with it. Um, so I, we already posted a thing about some recommendations for what to watch from coaches and players. And then, uh, some of my recommendations I'm working on, I want for stuff to read. So, um, what, uh, have you been digging into the, the old, the old Netflix queue, Hulu, the, the HBO go, all of that stuff. Have you, have you been, uh, have you been spending some quality time on the couch? Yeah. Um, for the most part, yeah, we're, the missus and I are still sort of humming and hawing as to, you know, what to watch because, you know, if we're going to watch it, it's got to be a, 
the commitment now because we everybody seems to have the time. So <laughs> we at, a, at the moment we are um, a fairly decent way through um, the office, the US version, mm-hmm. um, which we've been watching prior to um, to this situation, um, and it's great. You know, it, it does make me laugh. It's a very good show. So for those of you that haven't uh, had a chance to watch, I recommend the office. It does uh, it does warrant a giggle from time to time, no doubt. But yes. um, yeah, it's. I, I'm not really sure, Steve. It, it, it's been. Um, it's interesting actually because I was chatting with my wife about this um, earlier this morning. Um, this this whole situation is obviously not ideal, and, and and it's it's not what anybody had had hoped for or expected. Um, but actually, because of the the sheer crazy build up to uh, the start of the season, and then the, the home opener that that never was. Um, at least for the time being, um, it's actually been quite nice to to have a few days where you can just, you know, we're, we're all working from home, no doubt, but it's actually quite nice to to actually, you know, sit around in your sweat, maybe, you know, and not have to worry about um, getting into the office at a certain time and, and up to, to blame at a certain time and whatnot. And um, I must admit, Steve, it, it's it, it's been quite therapeutic actually for myself. I've, I've taken the time to. Um, amongst other things, you know, obviously, as, as you mentioned, things like watching um, shows on Netflix and Amazon and, and all that kind of stuff. I've actually taken the opportunity of, of um, talking to, to a couple of other commentators, um, very, very well-renowned names, um, which I, I won't mention, but um, and, and just sort of going back and forth on, on commentary styles and... and um, taking in some constructive criticism and, um, you know, re- really talking and texting about certain techniques and, and styles and, and, you know, we'll try this next time and, you know, perhaps like ha- have a look at your, your tone here and, and you know, all, all these kind of things that, you know, every other, every commentator is their own individual. Every commentator is their own, has their own style. So it's quite interesting. There's no right or wrong answer to whatever we're saying. It's just interesting people use their voice very differently in certain areas and whatnot, you know. So it, it's been quite interesting chatting to a to a couple of different commentators uh, over the course of the last few days. And uh, I've, I've been studying other commentators. I've been watching tape from, well, from donkey's years back, you know. I've, I've gone back mm-hmm. into the early 90s at one stage, you know. It's, it's been... Um, it's been good. It's been really good, Steve, and, and, and I'm due to, to continue uh, having a few conversations. But I'm, I'm taking advantage of, of, of the, the time that we have now, basically, to hopefully prepare myself for when all this this blows over, and um, you know we can get back to get back to soccer. So, um, as I said, it, it has been quite therapeutic actually be, being able to, to have a discussion about things and, and not have that overriding uh, and, and arguably overbearing pressure. To, to get yourself ready for, for a game in, in a couple of days, you know, it's been quite nice. It's almost like another miniature off-season, actually, but, sure. um, because I didn't really have too much of a chance to do this in, in the off-season. So um, it's been quite nice to to actually take a step back and and then dive deep in another area and, and really assess and, and maybe overanalyze. I may very well be guilty of that here, but <laughs> but it's been it's been a good good couple of days actually, and, and I'm intrigued to see what the next few days bring as well. But um, yeah, so apart from all that, you know, obviously um, the missus and I have actually moved apartments um, in early February, so there was still a few things, few little bits and bobs that needed doing around the apartments and everything. So we've mm-hmm. we've been working together and you know hanging up frames and all this kind sure. of stuff, you know. And um, so yeah, it's it, I've taken advantage of the time, Steve, and, and um, you know it's all been accompanied by some uh, some good television on, on Netflix and Amazon and 
and what have you. So it's been um, it's 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 been a very useful time actually. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I think it's good to stay proactive and good to try to you know focus on what's in front of you and 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 find some ways to make the most of it. I know that you know not everybody out there has that ability. I mean, certainly you know a lot of thanks to everybody who's still out there working. Um, you know, healthcare providers, uh, people at restaurants, as we mentioned before, people who are still out there trying to do their best to provide services. Uh, a lot of those people need those those paychecks. Not everybody um, can work from home, but it is nice to be able to do that sometimes. Um, I I myself am you know like working on this this stuff for for reading books to recommend. Uh, that's going to be out on the website tomorrow, but. Um, you know, it's to the extent that I've been able to find time to dig into some, some soccer literature, it's sort of a way of trying to, you know, better myself and my, my knowledge of the game, the, the little, sort of the little preview of, of, of what's going to be in that is, uh, this book, uh, the soccer tribe by Desmond Morris, which came out in the early eighties. And, uh, it's, it's, that's a really fun one. It's sort of a coffee table type book. It's very, it's sort of a larger format, but with a lot of a lot of uh, stuff to read as well. It has lots of photos from all different eras of soccer. And Morris is a, uh, a zoologist and a, uh, a behaviorist. So his sort of way of looking at soccer has a lot to do with the idea of you're sort of looking at a wild species when you're looking at both players and fans. Um, so it's kind of a fun, uh, you know, he talks about different kinds of celebrations uh, for scoring goals. And they're sort of like the, the fist pump and the sprint down the pitch and the embrace and the multi-person embrace and sort of, <laughs> he sort of goes through describing these different things, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, also uh, fever pitch by Nick Hornby, which is Nick Hornby's first book. If you're familiar with uh, high fidelity, which was made into a movie and now is also streaming. So this can also fit into something you could watch, but, um, but fever pitch is about uh, Nick Hornby's obsession with soccer and specifically arsenal. Um, he's sort of just, the chapters are each a different uh, uh, game that he went to. And uh, I haven't, I didn't reread the whole book. I read it a long time ago, but I went through, you know, remembering some of my favorite parts, one of which is um, one of my favorite things is that there's, I mean, this is sort of, this seems sort of dark, but he's leaving a game against uh, crystal palace and there's, he sees a guy who has, has a heart attack and dies outside of, of the stadium as he's leaving. Um, or who, who has had a heart attack in this past way and there's people trying to help him or whatever like that. And it's his first, he's like 15 and it's his first experience of seeing sort of death firsthand. And he said, you know, he says something along the lines of like, it's, it's really concerning to me that idea of, of dying mid season, like before you've even seen the conclusion of your teams, right. <laughs> you know, which, which I find, you know, like he's got that sort of the vibe. It's like, it's dark, but it's funny. Um, and it has a lot to do with, you know, just uh, the way that people are obsessed with soccer. Um, another good one. And along, along those lines is what we think about when we think about soccer, which I hadn't heard of until recently. It's by Simon Critchley, who's a philosopher and a phenomenologist, which means he's really interested in how we experience everyday life. And that's a very, sort of poetic artsy high flown. I like that kind of stuff. It's not for everybody. Cause it's, you know, it's, but it's a lot about the, the beauty of the game and why we're obsessed with it and, and what it means to play and what play does for us as human beings. And there's a lot of nice little sort of ideas in there. One of the ones that I like is, um, this idea that, um, the ball is sort of alive in a certain way that like, as you're, if you're a player and you become familiar with, with the ball, as we're watching, it, it feels like it has sort of a mind of its own, um, which I think is sort of a beautiful idea. Last one, which is super, super technical, super technical inverting the pyramid by Jonathan Wilson, um, which I have is in very small type and it's very long and it goes sort of through the entire history of soccer formations and tactics. Um, but especially the early stuff I find really interesting is soccer went from, you know, in the early days, it was like 
there would be a six or seven forwards and then like one defender and one midfielder, <laughs> two midfielders and things like that. <laughs> and as it sort of evolved from rugby and, you know, Scotland brought in passing, um, which it, people in England didn't really care for, uh, apparently until Scotland, um, really beat the pants off them, uh, with, with passing. And then that became the thing and sort of, it goes through the evolutions of different, uh, strategies sort of through the, like the WM formation, which was an, sort of reasonable early innovation uh, that brought on sort of a more balanced uh, formation with in terms of uh, defenders, midfielders, and attackers. And then things like total football, it talks about uh, Brazil and Pele at their height and, uh, you know, Tiki Taka. And like, it, it just goes through all these different things. So if you really want to dig into it, that's a really good one to read. And I've sort of been dipping into a bunch of these different ones as I've been, you know, sort of putting together this list. Hmm. Well, so, sounds very interesting, Steve. I'll um, I'll have to dig into some of those at some stage. That sounds really, really good. Yeah, the, there's also the um, Men in Blazers Encyclopedia, Blazer Tanica, which um, I, I picked up um, back when when we did a podcast with them, and uh, when they came to do the um, the show before the the you know the the opener, and um, and that's fun. That's also really great. Lots of short little soccer. Um, it's sort of like an encyclopedia. So it's, it's little blurbs basically that are very funny and have that, that signature men in blazers humor that, uh, some of you are probably familiar with. Um, yeah. are there any, is there, I, you know, I don't know if you've, if you've been into reading about soccer, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. Sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel like I spend so much time paying attention to what's going on right now that it can be hard to sort of feel like in my off time, I want to dive into reading about soccer, but is there anything that you've ever, uh, you've ever gotten into that you really, uh, you really dug as far as soccer writing? I, I think the, the, the one that, um, springs to mind immediately, Steve, is, is I read, um, I, it was a, an autobiography, um, Sir Alex Ferguson, um, mm -hmm. obviously the former Manchester United manager. This was, this was a couple of years back now. This is, this is just after he had retired. And uh, he wrote a book about a year later. So I think but we're talking around about 2014, 2015 type, uh, type era. Um, and, and, and just some of the stories that, that came from uh, from that book was was fascinating, you know. And right. I'm, I'm a big, uh, I, I love, I love um, people telling their stories, telling whether it's, you know, you or I or whatever version of the public that we're producing to. Um, I, I love when someone can tell their story, and, and, and that's why whenever I tend to read, it, it, it tends to be autobiographies because mm -hmm. um, there's there's nothing better than, than hearing something from the horse's mouth, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and you know, when it's come from that individual and they've written it, you, you know it's bare bones. You, you know it's it's straight from the heart. So, um, yeah, I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson's autobiography was was wonderful, and um, there's one or two that that I. I, I can't remember at the moment, um, but there's there's a couple of different ones. I think Stephen Gerrard, from what I remember, was was quite good. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, there's, there's obviously there's a slew of them out there, um, and obviously you can you can buy them online and everything now as well, which obviously helps the, the current situation. So sure. um, it's um, it, if ever there's a time to, to dig deep into you know um, the ins and outs and the the historical aspects of, of certain leagues and people it's it's certainly now so um you know not not for once much just that people aren't busy at the moment um but it's uh you know certainly people seem to have a little more time now so there's there's a lot of options in terms of that sort of stuff but but also you know I, i'm a, i'm a bit of a video nerd as well steve mm -hmm. i love a good um i love a good 
uh, montage, and, and I love. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very much appreciative of, of very well put together productions, um, and so I've been, you know, going through a lot of different um, various videos from um, different areas and whatnot. And it's interesting to see how production has, has changed over the course of, of the last couple of years, in particular as well. But um, just before you and I got on the phone here, I was watching a documentary about the, the 2010 World Cup uh, in South Africa, um, and, and you know what it meant to the people of of Africa, not not just South Africa, but the, the entire continent. You know, Africa had, had very much been, I think it's safe to say, um, it, it, it had been pushed to one side in, in many aspects. And um, it, it here was uh, at the, the epicenter of focus around the world, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it was, um, it's a tremendous document which, which you can find online, you know, it's not very difficult to find it. Um, and then just going through, you know, little little montages and, and um, you know, I'm sure people have gathered by now I'm a... I'm a, a fairly emotional commentator. Um, so, uh, you know, having a look at, at, at those sort of um, videos has, has been uh, it's been a thrill, actually. It's been really good. But, um, yeah, as I say, it, it, there's just not one... There's not one uh, element of, of normality about this, really, is there, at the moment. <laughs> right. But um, I think that the more you can make it as normal as you can, then, then that's obviously... It's not going to be a bad thing. It'll help. So um, let's just hope this this doesn't become the, the norm long term. So um, we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, as I said, Steve, you know, I think now at this stage, um, it, it's a good opportunity to to you know have a have a look at, at certain things and um, you know look back um, at, at what uh, what football really means to people around the world. And um, uh, it, it's amazing every sort of everything that seems to happen, every negative thing around the world that happens, it seems to be one thing that always tends to, to bring people together, and that's football. So that, that, that'll that never change. Um, but it's, um, you know, as I said, there's lots of stuff out there. There's some really good stuff out there. And, and as you mentioned as well, there's there's some uh, some good content coming up on, on NNUFC.com over the course of the next week or so as well, which we're, we're looking forward to, to putting together. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's touch a little, touch a little bit on what's coming up, uh, you know, that you can actually watch. Uh, I think, you know, one of, one of the, one of the things that was fun last weekend is that, uh, our EMLS player, Jay Adams got on the sticks and played against Red Bull, New York's, uh, or New, the New York. I always say that cause it's RBNY, the New York Red Bulls, uh, uh, EMLS player to sort of play out the match. Uh, and we're going to keep doing that. So you'll be able to follow them on, on, on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash MNUFC, I believe is the website. Um, but, uh, in any case, if you just search for MNUFC on Twitch, you'll be able to find it. So you can, you know, watch along the FIFA's with, uh, with, with FIFA. If you're into uh, video games, it can be quite entertaining. It looks pretty good. I haven't checked out all the player models this year to see exactly how good they got it. But, um, but you know, that, that, that's a fun, that's a fun little thing. And, and, and Jay will be playing against, uh, you know, the, the MLS, the EMLS players from other teams as, as those games came up, come up. And then, uh, also we're going to have some, uh, replays of, of older Minnesota United games on Fox Sports North. Uh, so on Sunday, March 22nd at 5 p.m., Fox Sports North will be replaying Minnesota United's epic last-minute win over FC Dallas uh, from last year, on, which was on July 13th, which was capped off by a great Mason Toy goal and also Vita Manone stoning Rito Ziegler. It was Rito, right? Rito Ziegler in stoppage time to seal the win. Um, that game is also going to be replayed on FSN on Wednesday, March 25th at 7 p.m., 
And then uh, the weekend after next, FSN will be replaying uh, Minnesota's win in LA against LAFC from last season, uh, which was the only time a visiting team defeated LAFC in the regular season. And that's going to be shown on uh, Sunday, March 29th at 6 p.m. Uh, I it can be a little hard for me to carve out time on a, uh, a weekend, uh, with, with, with kids and whatnot to sit down and watch a match, but I kind of want to watch that LAFC one again. Cause that was a really fun game. <laughs> yeah. That, that LAFC one was, uh, was great. I think, uh, you know, the team went into it, um, you know, expecting to be competitive. Um, but I think us as, um, you know, journalists or broadcasters, what, what have you going into that game, I must admit, you know, like every, like just about everybody else, I thought, right, we'll we'll take a tie if we can get it here. Yeah. Um, you know, as you as you had mentioned previously, nobody had gotten a victory at Bank of California Stadium in the regular season at that stage. You, um, you know, Minnesota were the first to do it, and um, you know, Mason Toy saw the headlines, didn't he? And, and, and quite rightly so. He was in that wonderful run. Um, what it was, I think it was, was eight goals in thirteen or fourteen games. Um, yeah. with, with the Open Cup included in that as well. You know, he was. He was magnificent. He really was. He, he found his stride at the right time, and um, that second goal was a was a beauty. The first wasn't bad either, but the, the second was was a beauty. It really was. Yeah. Well, our best to everyone out there. You know, we're, we're going to keep doing uh, what we can here to uh, provide content, give you guys stuff to pay attention to. Um, and thanks for joining us for the 96th Sound of the Loons podcast. For now, the MLS season is suspended, but we're all going to get through this together. I swear, although not like together together but you know what i mean be sure to leave us a nice review on itunes or at the very least a five-star rating and follow the team on twitter at mnufc and cal at cal williams com and me at steve entris apologies as always to richard wagner and remember there's only one person in this whole world like you and people can like you exactly as you are